Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive, functional strength and conditioning workouts. I don't have time to work out. There's just no way I could get eight hours of sleep with my schedule. You know, I'm just too busy to eat healthy. I hear these all the time when I'm trying to counsel people on the importance of sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Inevitably, when we take a closer look at their day, we find that if we budget the time for it, we can actually find more time for them to take care of their body through training and recovery than they originally thought. It's just that you have to make it a priority and you have to build your fitness into your day. It's just like my mom always said, people do what they really want to do. So today, I wanna walk you through three different people's mock schedules and show you how you can find time to sleep eight hours, eat healthy meals, and work out. So let's start with person A. Person A has a normal eight-hour job. Let's say they commute 30 minutes each way to their job, they have a family, and they would like to train at the gym. So you don't have to have a calculator. I already did all the math for you. Let's start with sleep. They're going to sleep eight hours. They're going to work eight hours. There's 16 hours of their day gone. Good news is you still have eight left. But an hour of that you have spent commuting with your 30 minutes each way. That takes us up to 17 hours. Now let's say with breakfast and lunch, you have 30 minutes two times a day for eating. Maybe snacks are in there, depending on whether you work through lunch or I'm not sure what your job does for lunch breaks, but let's just go ahead and say an hour a day for eating the meals that are not dinner. So that's 18 hours. Now for dinner, you're gonna be making dinner for your family. So it's gonna take you an hour and a half to make, eat dinner, and clean up. So you're up to 19 and a half hours now of your day, a lot of other things. Now let's say two hours of your day is gonna be spent with your family for family time, whatever you all do during your family time. That takes us up to 21 and a half hours. Now let's go ahead and say another hour for showering, getting dressed, bathroom breaks, maybe picking up a few things around the house, cleaning up a little bit. That brings you still only to 22 and a half hours. So that still leaves you somewhere in your day, an hour and a half to drive to a gym. Let's say it takes you 20 minutes to drive there. You can still drive to the gym, work out for 50 minutes and drive home, and that will bring you to that 24 hours. If you work out on your way home from work or on your way to work, it's gonna really cut down on how much time is being spent in that commuting time, so you could spend even more time working out or spend more time with your family or spend more time cooking or whatever is you that you wanna do. The point is, you still have some time here to work out. But let's look at person B, though. Person B has a normal eight hour job, but they have a 45 minute commute each way. That's what personally my commute is. I've been doing it for a decade now, uh, which is still not a long commute compared to a lot of other people. So this person has an eight hour job. They have a 45 minute commute each way. They have a family, but they want to train at home, which is really convenient in the case where you have a really long commute. So we're going to sleep eight hours. We're going to work eight hours. There's your 16. Now we have an hour and a half total of commuting. So that brings us up to 17 and a half hours now. We're gonna go same thing, 30 minutes two times a day for eating breaks. So say an hour of total eating breaks, not including dinner. Now it's 18 and a half hours. Same deal, hour and a half to make, eat dinner and clean up brings us up to 
20 hours now. Two hours of family time brings us up to 22 hours of your day. So that leaves you now with that hour with your bathroom breaks, your shower, picking up the house brings us, brings us up to 23 hours. That leaves you one hour that you can still work out at home, which for those of you who did home workouts over the uh, lockdowns, you know that you can get a really good workout in at home in a half an hour. But let's go ahead and say you want to train for an hour. You have an hour to train. Even if you work an eight-hour job, you have a 45-minute commute each way, and you have a family, and you're going to be cooking meals for them. Now, let's say, though, that you work 10 hours. Somebody's working 10 hours. They have an average commute. Let's say they don't have kids. They're in the the earlier phases of their career. Maybe they're single. Uh, Maybe they're married, but they don't have kids. So it's going to cut down on some of the time that you're spending cooking for other people or cleaning up after other people. Uh, But you you still want to train at a gym. So you're going to sleep eight hours. You're going to work 10. That's your 18 hours right there. Now, let's say you have an hour commuting. So that's 30 minutes each way. I would suggest if you are trying to maximize your time, if you're working a lot, that if you're going to be maybe reading books or listening to podcasts, I would listen to audiobooks and listen to podcasts during your commute so that or you could even listen to those things during your workout just so you can try to do a couple of things at once. If you're working really long days, it's it's helpful if you can multitask like that. And commuting is a great way to listen to podcasts. Some of you might actually be commuting right now as you're listening to this. Uh, audiobooks, that's how I read books. I, I do all audiobooks while I'm commuting. So that brings us up to 19 hours between sleeping, working, and commuting. Now, 30 minutes for breakfast, and let's say that you just work through lunch. That's personally what I do. I always, I've done that for a decade, not taking a lunch break. Just just keep working on something while you're eating. So that's now 19 and a half hours that we're up to. It takes you an hour to make, eat dinner, and clean up because you're just cooking for yourself or you and your partner. So now we're at 20 and a half hours. Let's say it's still the same thing, an hour to shower for those bathroom breaks, picking up the house. That takes us up to 21.5 hours. So now you have an hour and a half to drive to the gym, work out, and drive home. That still only brings you up to 23 hours. So now that gives you an hour of free time, or you could add that to commuting if you have a long drive. So let's say that you have an hour each way. You could still sleep eight hours, work 10 hours, commute an hour each way, and still have time an hour and a half in your day that you could work out, either driving to a gym or working out at home. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, Johnny, but I also have XYZ going on that I have to do. I, I don't have time to train. Well, here's a list for you that'll help you be more efficient with your day to make it work for yourself. If you still find that you're too busy to work out, even after you know looking at your day and figuring out where you might be able to, I would suggest taking a much closer look at your day and see where you're spending your time. Personally, I use a a spreadsheet. I block out my day into 30-minute blocks so I can visually see when I can make time for training, eating, and getting to bed early enough so I can sleep more. I'll put in there a 30-minute block, checking leads on Facebook ads and contact uh, potential new clients. 30-minute block here to call one of my trainers and chat through something. An hour and a half block here where I'm I'm just going to be focused on writing all of my workouts for the next week. Obviously, being a trainer, I blocked my day out into hour and 30-minute blocks for the past 13 years. But for somebody who's never done this before, it's really helpful. 
Another thing you can do is you can work from home if possible. You know, we figured this out last year that a lot of the stuff that we do in offices, we can do at home. If your job has a work from home policy, I would take advantage of that. And every day, let's say you can work from home, you know, two days a week, work out on those days and work out on one of the days on the weekend. There's your three, there's three workouts right there. And then you don't even have to worry about trying to fit in working out on the days when you actually are going to work, if that's just too much for you. Also, delegate cleaning and cooking responsibilities to family members on a rotation. You need to get some help with this stuff around the house. If you just keep saying, well, I have to do all of this stuff around the house because no one's helping me. The problem isn't that you are super busy doing all this stuff around the house and that's why you can't work out. The problem is your family needs to help you out with this stuff. Delegate those responsibilities out so that you can have time for working out. Now, the other thing you could do here is you could do 30-minute workouts during the week. So you only have to find 30 minutes then to work out, and you can do longer workouts on the weekends when you do have more time. Something else, and this, of course, I know we're talking about trying to get more sleep. Uh, definitely, you want to be sleeping seven to eight hours a night. And all of those very, uh, different examples I gave earlier were people who were sleeping eight hours a night. Well, you know, you can get away with, with seven. I don't like people sleeping less than seven hours. But let's say that you have to a couple of days a week only sleep seven hours because you have to get up early the next morning for work. That's fine. You just want your average to be up close to eight hours. Uh, looking at my sleep log, my average is somewhere in the seven hours and 40 minutes to seven hours and 50 minutes uh, a night of sleep. And some nights I only get seven. Other nights I get a little, little bit more than eight. Averages out. You just don't want to have averages of like four one night and 10 another night. Seven to eight hours. So you can sleep just a little bit less on some of those nights if you have to get up early to work out. The other thing is you could train after your kids go to bed. If it's just too much with your family time, your kids go to bed, you get a late night workout in, which I don't enjoy late night workouts, but I have done a lot of them over the past four years that my son has been in our house. And you know what? You got to get it in. You've got to get it in somehow, and sometimes that means late at night, or sometimes it means early morning. Given the preference, I would do a late night workout over an early morning workout. I have a really hard time getting up and immediately training. But if that works for you, it works for you, whenever you're going to get it done. The other thing you could do is train during your lunch hour, maybe at your job, if your job has a gym, or near your job. And yeah, an hour is not a lot of time, but everyone's always searching for the perfect amount of time to work out. It doesn't exist. It's whatever you're going to do and whatever you're going to do consistently. Something else that helps, I actually just did this, is liquid meals, like a smoothie. I just drank a smoothie here because I just finished up training my morning semi-private sessions and I have to do this podcast. And then I'm, as soon as I'm done this, I have to train before I have to get back into sessions again. So I knew I needed to eat, but I knew I didn't really have time to sit down and eat. So I drank my banana, uh, almond milk, pea protein, and spinach smoothie. And by the time I'm done this podcast, it'll be mostly absorbed and I'll be able to go ahead and work out. So that really cuts down on time if you're doing those, those smoothies or portable slash liquid meals. Now, if your kids are in sports, I know this is a huge challenge, but something that you can do is train their practices. I mean, their practices are an hour and a half. What are you doing during that time? I mean, a lot of people sit and read and things like that, but just go for a walk, go for a jog. I, I know it, it seems silly, but if you have a weight, bring a kettlebell with you to practice. I guarantee if you bring a kettlebell to your kid's uh, soccer practice, you're going to have other parents working out with you. 
you could even charge them five bucks to work out with you. It's just, it's just the entrepreneur in me. Like, how, how can I make money training people at soccer practice? Um, so if your kids are in sports, just train during their practices. Train, you know, and obviously during their games and stuff, you want to be present. You want to be focusing on what the kids are doing. But during practices, yeah, go for a jog. The other thing is engage your family with your fitness. Work out with your family. You can do this at home. You can go to the gym together. I mean, it's, it's something that you should be enjoying with your family. Obviously, you know, you have your goals, you know, things that you want to be doing. It's kind of hard to work out along with somebody. But the example that you're setting to your kids to help them have a healthy relationship with exercise is way more important than you doing your exact program. If it has to look a little bit different. That's fine. It's just, it's really important for your kids to see you taking care of yourself and see you making the time for it. And that's going to be huge for them. Not just even for exercise, but just so they can see, you know, somebody is making time in their day to do hard things. They willingly made this choice to do something that wasn't fun because they know it's important for their overall health. And that transfers over to so many other things, which is why I think it's really important for kids to see their parents making time for their health. Uh, and then finally here, if you're a shift worker, say nurse, uh, police officer, firefighter, EMS, and you're working those really, really long days, don't even try to work out on those days. Most of the nurses that I've trained, we just work out during their off days. If you're on like a, a rotation of like a th- three on, four off, or four on, three off, I'm, I can't remember what the rotation is. Uh, I think it's like three on, two off, whatever it is. We would just train during their off days. And we would just make sure that over the course of a month that we got in a certain amount of workout days and cover a certain number of exercises. So it looks a little bit different than your typical, you know, I'm going to work out Monday through Friday workout. Uh, but still, it's, you're getting it in because it's what you're able to do. Something else that's going to help you here is the weekends. So if you have a weekend that you can get ahead a little bit for the next week, it's really helpful because you're taking out that whole commute portion, that whole work portion, you can use that to your advantage. Like I said before, you could work out longer on the weekends or you could work out on Saturdays and Sundays. So you get two of your workouts in for the week on your weekends. And then you only have to find one to two days during the week to get another workout in. Cause really, you know, if you're trying to just increase your overall general fitness, working out three days a week and just being active on the other days is, is pretty decent. Four days, sure, that'd be great if you get four days in. But you can get away with three days of strength training, make it focused, make it difficult, get in, get out, do what you need to do, and then just make sure you're active, going for walks, bike rides, things like that on your other days. Uh, weekends are a great time to get in long bike rides, long runs, things like that if you're having trouble finding when to do your cardio. I personally do my longest uh, bike ride on a Sunday. Something else you can do, or two things here when it comes to your nutrition is go ahead and meal prep all of your lunches for the week on one day. That's what I personally do. I've been doing that for a long time. I just make seven meals. I keep three in the fridge, put four in the freezer, and then every day during the week, I just pull one of the fr- from out from the freezer and put it into the rotation. So by the time I get to it later in the week, it's thawed out. I'm not eating seven-day-old food because it's been frozen. My, all of my food is technically, you know, three days tops in the fridge. Something else you can do is, is have semi-prepped food, like you know, think vegetables, hard-boiled eggs, uh, grilled chicken, things like that. They're just cut up in the fridge to make 
cooking easier. You throw all those things together in a salad. You know, just have all your vegetables cut up, have some hard-boiled eggs, uh, maybe grilled chicken if you want to do that. Just have all the stuff in there and just throw it into a salad for lunches, and it makes it really easy to stay on top of your nutrition. Something else you can do on the weekends is get ahead of the cleaning and the organization of your house so you spend less time during the week doing it. Same thing with work. If, there, if you can find a way to get ahead on the weekends, maybe you get up a little bit before your family on a Saturday or Sunday. I do a lot of this where I just I do a lot of computer stuff <laughs> involved with, with running straight shot on the weekends so it frees up my time to work out during the week. Something here that's going to really hurt you, though, I made a list here of time killers. So we talked about, you know, if you're too busy, here are some things you can do. Here's how you can get ahead on the weekends. But if you are doing those things and you're still doing one of these next six time killers, it's still not going to matter because these time killers absolutely destroy your ability to stay on task during the day and to actually find time to work out because you're, you're sabotaging yourself. First one, scrolling social media. It is wild how much time you can just lose by scrolling through. You look down, you know, it's 10 o'clock, you scroll for a while, all of a sudden it's 10 15, 10 20, 10 30, and you're getting to bed a lot later than you should be because you were just scrolling through, not really doing anything. So it's gonna eat into your sleep. Scrolling social media during your workout time is another time killer. You need to be efficient when you're in the gym. Put your do not disturb button on so no, notifi no notifications come in while you're working out and just do your work when you're in the gym, get out and then check your social media after that. Something else that's a big time killer, binge watching TV, especially near bed. Not only is it going to eat into your sleeping time, it's also gonna negatively affect your sleep quality if you are watching TV all the way up into the time that you are closing your eyes. You should not have a TV in your bedroom. That's gonna kill your sleep, uh, it's gonna make you less productive during the day because you're sleeping less, and then you're gonna be, have less energy to work out, and you're gonna be less efficient in the gym, and the later you stay up and the less you sleep, the more negative effects there are on your hormones that control your hunger, so you're probably going to end up eating poorly the next day after a long binge watch session late into the night watching TV. Another thing here that's a time killer, eating out. It's a budget killer, it's a time killer, and it can definitely be a diet killer if you're not doing it correctly. And definitely, you know, if you enjoy eating out, go out to eat. But if you're doing it all the time, that takes up a lot of time. And it, it costs a lot of money. And you're not able to control as much of your diet when you're constantly eating food out that you're not preparing. Another thing I mentioned before when it came to the social media is you need to be more efficient at the gym. If you don't have a program, if you're walking in and you're spending the first 15 minutes with a whiteboard trying to figure out what you're going to do, that's not efficient. You should know exactly what you're doing when you walk into the gym. Same thing with your work. If you're not efficient at work and you're you know, goofing off around the water cooler, <laughs> if people still do that, and you aren't getting your things done, and all of a sudden you realize, oh man, I got to do all this stuff this evening and I won't be able to work out this evening because I, I have too much stuff that I didn't get to at work. You need to be more efficient with your work so you can make time for your health. The last thing here that is killing your time is just being slow. I know it sounds mean, but be intentional about your actions. If it's time to work out, go get your clothes on, tie your shoes, start warming up. If it's time to be done your workout and get back to work, be done your workout, get your shower, get cleaned up, get back to work. If you're home from work, 
walk in the door and you need to make sure that, that dinner is cooked, walk in the door, set your stuff down, start cooking dinner. I know this sounds like hustle, hustle, go, go, go. And this is not a popular thing right now with everyone talking about work-life balance and hustle culture and people need to relax more. Yes. But if you are not where you want to be with your health and fitness, if you are not sleeping enough, if you're not eating correctly and you're not training, you have to find a way to make those things work. And it is really easy to just lose 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, another 10 minutes here, a couple of hours of your day just in these transitions where your time isn't being spent efficiently, that you can just lose whole hours of your day by just kind of being slow. So I'm not trying to be mean with them, I'm just saying be intentional about your actions to make sure that you maximize your time if you f- are finding that you don't have time for your fitness. If you're where you're at with, with your fitness, with your sleep, with your nutrition, and you have these times to relax and just chill out, that's fine. I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm just saying if you tell me that you don't have time for it, you're also telling me that you're not making time for it. Because somewhere out there, there is somebody who is busier than you, who has more on their plate, who is finding a way to make it happen. You aren't too busy to get enough sleep, eat quality food, and find several pockets of time a week to train. You just aren't being efficient with your time and you haven't prioritized it. And I know a lot of this podcast is about moderation and finding what works for you. And I feel like I'm usually pretty nice and relaxed about this stuff, but sometimes as coaches, we have to be direct. This past week, I've had to have this exact conversation with several people, and I've had to be direct and say what I'm saying to you here. If it is important to you, you'll make time for it. Don't complain about the effects of not taking care of your body if you aren't making your health a priority. We all like to think that we have these special circumstances that make us more busy than someone else, but honestly, like I said before, there's someone else out there with your exact same schedule who has a family that they spend time with, who's sleeping eight hours, commuting 90, cooking their meals, and still finding a way to train every day. And if they can do it, you can do it too. You just need to audit your day and budget it out, adding sleep and training and nutrition in there as priorities. Now, as we wrap up, one thing that may help you out in all of this is being efficient with your training. Like I said before, this could be having a trainer that you see so that you can make the most of your time in the gym or having a custom program written for you that you can do at home or at your gym. And that's what we do here at Straight Shot. And we would love to help you make training easier to fit into your schedule with expert programming and experienced coaches, plus the accountability that you're gonna have from your coach to make sure that you actually stick to your training. To find out how you can train with us in person in Frederick, Maryland or Mount Holly, North Carolina, or online wherever you may be, head over to straightshottraining.com. One more thing before I let you all get back to your commute or your workout or your meal prep or whatever you're doing right now, We need your help with Google reviews for Straight Shot Training. We're a small business that relies on these reviews and word of mouth to help more people find us and build strength and confidence with our progressive style of strength and conditioning. So if you can just take two minutes out of your busy day, maybe utilize a bathroom break, we all know that that's quality phone time right there, but if you can just take two minutes out of your day and leave us a review on Google, that would be amazing. Just Google Straight Shot Training and leave us a review if you've trained with us in the past or if you're training with us now. 
Thank you so much for listening today. I really don't want this to come across as me critiquing you and saying you're not really that busy. I understand you're busy. I have worked with hundreds of people over the past 13 years. I have seen hundreds of different schedules and I know what kind of work it takes to make your health a priority. It is not easy, but I believe in you. I know you can do it. Everyone that I've worked with who has had success with their fitness has had to balance their top priority being their family, but also their health. Their family and their health are their top priorities. And after that come your hobbies and your work and, and things like that. But you have to prioritize the things that are the most important to you, right? And for most people, that's going to be their family and the health of their family and their personal health. And when you put those two things on a pedestal, those are the things that you're going to make time for. So thank you again so much for listening and have a great week, everybody.